Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and thank you again for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I'm your host. And today is an um, email from a listener. Um, I did put his email, um, I think it was the last one I had done, um, but he gave an excellent response, and I wanted to put it on the air because it was <laughs> it was kind of ironic because it was a little bit of coaching to me. And you know, there is a lot of people that are really good at giving advice, um, but they don't take their own advice. Uh, I know many people have heard that expression and it's so true and even my own daughter has said before dad you give such excellent advice but you don't uh, apply your advice to your own situations and I don't you know I'm an introvert I'm very shy so a lot of the things that I recommend you know requires a little bit um, to be a little bit more of an, an extrovert and a little more outspoken and unfortunately, that's not me. <laughs> that's why I hide behind the microphone. <laughs> and that's why I don't do YouTube videos. But uh, anyways, so thank you again for listening. And I hope you enjoy this message. And at the same time, this is... Uh, he would have been perfect to be on the show. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to invite him to do so. And if he's listening, um, send me an email. I'd really like to have you uh, on the show. He's um, very well-spoken, uh, very articulate. And sounds he really knows what he's talking about so without any further delay let me read this email and if you're listening it was very very much appreciated and I did respond thank you for listening hello everybody Brad Shattuck here your host and I've got a question for you how many of you have time to read a book I know I sure don't. I think in the past three years, I've probably read one book, and even that was a task. I signed up at audible.com about six months ago, and I'll tell you, since then, I've probably gone through 12 books, specifically about mental health disorders and uh, reading about DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, and specifically on borderline personality disorder. So if any of you are looking to read up about that disorder, and if you have it or whether you don't have it, there's a lot of great books out there. But they also have thousands and thousands of titles on everything from romance, thrillers, crime novels, you name it, they got it. So our listeners right now can take advantage of a special offer, 30-day free trial, no obligation, and you get two free books. 
That's like a $50, $60 value. That's pretty good. So if you go into the show notes, you'll see the link there. Click it. Take advantage of the offer. And thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for listening. So like I said, I got an email from a listener. And um, it was really, really nice of him to write back. Um, I communicated with him two other times and thanking him. His advice is really good. So it's a response back to me. He said, I don't think it's something you did, quote unquote, to deserve this. I think that life on one hand randomizes, but on the other, we tend to repeat familiar patterns. Humans often attract and accept similar dynamics they had when growing up with their caregivers, usually a parent. I think you're going through a grieving process now. I honestly don't think there's anything you could have done differently to have halted your wife's BPD and psychosis. In a few podcast episodes, you blame yourself, like what could you have done? And you give advice to others, hopefuls, to maybe save their relationships. The thing is, you're a human. Sure, if we put a magnifying glass up to your behavior in our behaviors, there's shit going on to find alterations that we can make, things that we can adjust to do better. But damn, those things do not cause another human being to cheat on you, hit you, make you bleed and tell you to kill yourself. I hope you can find compassion for yourself because you didn't deserve that. Sorry. It's like you said in one of your recent episodes, how can you hit someone you love? You never hit her. You never cheated on her. Oh. You were there for her over and over. So what more could you have done to quote unquote deserve someone to treat you? Well, you loved her never caused her pain. Yeah, you may have messed up a time or two, but all humans do. But those times we should have compassion for ourselves and our partners should have compassion for us as well in those moments. Our partners shouldn't cheat on us, hate us, abuse us, etc. for making a mistake. So it's like you never responded to her mistakes and illnesses by hitting her, cheating on her, etc. I don't know, man. It sounds like you're grieving, like you need a damn hug and a safe face to cry. Please just don't blame yourself. Don't do that. BPD is a serious mental health disorder, and the patterns play out without the person getting significant treatment by a mental health professional. Nothing you did caused her BPD or caused her to abuse you. And a disorder isn't an excuse, it's an explanation. That is an unbelievable statement right there. I'm going to say that again. A disorder isn't an excuse, it's an explanation. That is unbelievable. He says, anyways, I wish you the best of luck. You should join us on a support forum on Reddit. Actually, this is really good. It says, it's mainly men. We cry, we laugh, we get angry. It's a safe space to share stories and heal. And if anybody wants to go on it, it's www.reddit.com slash r slash bpd loved ones. So it's reddit.com slash r, like Robert, slash bpd loved ones, L-O-V-E-D-O-N-E-S. That is really good. I, I appreciate that. I've never read an email so much that made me cry. And it really got to me. That is some awesome freaking advice, man. Thank you so much. And I hope anybody who's listening takes that advice. That is so good. I've never had anybody impact me so much saying that it's not your fault. Because everybody did blame me. They said, well, you know what? You keep staying in the situation. You know, you keep, can't, keep, can't keep putting your hand on the stove and burning your hand. 
my kids used to say it too. That I don't want to hear it. They used to get sick of seeing the fighting. You guys do this over and over and over again. Nobody ever said to me that it's not your fault. There's no excuse for it. Everybody did blame me, especially on my kids. They used to say, you keep going back, dad. You keep going back. They didn't want to hear it anymore. And it wasn't that I was looking for solutions. That's what I needed. Just a shoulder to cry on. I kept going back because I wanted love. I didn't keep going back because I wanted pain. I wanted to keep going back because I gave a vow under God and looked in her eyes and said, for better, for worse, sickness and health and fucking death to its part. And I'm still alive and she's still alive and we're not together. And that's what fucking pisses me off. I kept my vow. She divorced me. She looked me in the eyes one day and said, can you please promise don't ever abandon me? And I said, why would you say that? I swear I'd never abandon you. But yet she fucking abandoned me, though. But that's okay. That's what pisses me off. If I could go back in time, I would say, why? Why should I say it to you when you're just going to turn around and do it to me? But it doesn't matter. I still would say it. And I still mean that. And I still try and try and try to keep to my promise, looking her in the eyes under God and looking her in the eyes and say, I promise I'll never abandon you. How can I promise not to abandon you when you abandon me? It's so freaking confusing. But I'm sorry. I really don't ever get that angry. But that's, I just bruised the shit out of my hand. <laughs> But anyways, that was the best email I've ever received. Dude, if you're listening, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Nobody has ever said to me, it's not your fault. And here's a freaking stranger telling me, it's not your fault. And it is true. It doesn't give somebody the right to put their fucking hands on you, make you bleed, and then tell you it's your fault. You made me angry. You said something I didn't like. You know I have a bad temper. You shouldn't have said that. It still doesn't matter. They don't have the right to knock your teeth out, make you bleed, and then say, if you do call a cause, I'm going to mark the shit out of myself and say it was self-defense. So there's no way you can try to get help. And then she goes around telling people that I marked her up. I was abusive. I laid my abusive hands on her. No, I laid my loving hands on her. And I think a lot of the times that she, everything she used to blame me for, it was her doing it. Brad, you're cheating on me. No, she was. He lays his abusive hands on me. I've seen letters she's written people, emails, messages. He's so abusive. He beats me, locks me in the house, doesn't allow me to have friends. No, that was me. For almost 20 years, I was never allowed to hang out in the yard unless she was out there. I couldn't get out of bed until she woke up. If I went to bed at 2 or 3 in the morning, are you kidding me? I was meeting somebody or with a psychosis. I had to put the seat up a certain way. I couldn't let it slam down. I wasn't allowed to flush it. It was horrible. But I still fucking love her. I love her more than the air that I breathe. <clears throat> but anyways, I'm going to ramble on about nothing. So I get to the main point. Thank you, dude. That, that email was fucking awesome. But anyways, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, like I always say, love them as much as you can and understand them because they find it so hard to understand themselves and love themselves. So with that, have a happy life and happy relationship. Thank you. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show, and please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can, because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.